We sitting here, I supposed to be a franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We ain't talking about the game. What are we talking about? We're talking about practice, man. Knocked away by Cheeks and a steal. Cheeks will use up the clock. What's good, y'all? Uptown Tone back with another episode of the Four 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 Podcast, live from the Bonnet Studios this week. I mean, shout out to my guy OGEs. You know what I mean? And uh, definitely back with Cliffy Baby215, man. What's good, Cliff? What's going on, brother? Yes, though. What's up with you? Chilling, man. I'm going to do one of your things because you you ain't scold me, but you check me next time. How's how's life, man? How's everything? Oh, I'm going to see. Before we start getting <laughs> getting our opinions out there. <laughs> no doubt. How's everything, man? Man, life is good. Another day. I'm alive. Two feet down, breathing. Same. Other than that, fuck Same. Up, Same. Same. Shit. All right, man. So, um, I'm trying to think... Uh, <clears throat> Where we should start? I know, I know, I know. We want to start with the Sixers. I'm Sixers out. Mm-hmm. I've been Fuck saying that. I say that, but I'll be talking about the Sixers every week when I get on here. So, um, I don't know, man. So I, I'm, I'm going to open up the floor for you because I feel like I'm redundant. I've been beating the drum. I've been saying the same things over again. The Sixers have been doing the same things, performing the same way, and the outcome has been the same. So I, I feel like there's no need for me. To keep saying the same things over again. If you want to know how I feel, you really can just go listen to four 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 episodes. I'll I'll put them up. I'll tell you the exact episodes where I go in on the six. I know mm-hmm. seventeen, which was the last episode, is one of them. <laughs> and, and, and I must say, listening to that, I listened to that shit three times. We was talking post before the recording, everything. Yo, no cap, no funny shit. I think that's like the best episode, bro. Thank you, honestly. Yo. Thank you, honestly. You know we was saying? trying to be informative as as well as opinionated last episode. Well, you were. The shit that fucked me up was when your man Wyo was like, yo, young Derek Coleman. And I'm like, wait, oh yeah. shit. Oh, that was oh, so wait, oh, that was two shit. episodes ago. That was two? Okay, I'm sorry. That, that was all star. The was last episode. episode was with uh was with Marvin Zeke, uh Scholastic Sports. I didn't listen to that one. That one is real informative. That one listen to that one too. But a lot of people and thank you guys, thank you all my <laughs> listeners, thank you all the followers, everybody who's a supporter of the four 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 podcast. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of good feedback about the all star episode. It's a good episode, man. Yeah, the all star episode. So episode. yeah, like I said, man, we we content warriors, we're gonna treat, keep trying to give you all this Philadelphia sports content, this Philadelphia content. Uh. As much as we can, uh-uh. but um, as Cliffy pours up, man, y'all know how he get me when he in here, man. I'm what you talking about. Man. <laughs> this shit good for you. As Cliffy does what he does, man. We gonna um, I'm gonna open up the floor for him. Um, Sixers, man. As it stands, um, I don't know if we're in. I think we're in fifth place, fifth or sixth. Yeah, we're game back for four now. Um, it's just it's we we're at we're we're at twenty losses already. <laughs> we're at twenty losses already. Yeah. Um, yeah. twenty two, right? Yeah, as I I think because I was making like I said, I'm in a group where I I start a lot of shit. It's all good. Basketball, shout out to basketball. Shout out to uh, my man Mike Smith. Shout out to Joe Coleman. Okay. Uh, shout oh, out Joe. to my man. Uh, Joe. Joe. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. All of these guys are sandbox guys for me too. Me, Joe, and Mike all went the same age together. Makes sense. Yeah, Mike ended up going to Doherty. Probably seen if I seen his face. You know what I'm saying? He was here. Was you? No, you weren't here for the uh, All Star episode. Mm-mm. He was, no. and he and he couldn't make it. He, he's the one that I called 
on okay. the uh, on yeah, the uh, yeah, Kobe yeah, okay. episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, on the call of Kobe episode. Okay. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, these are all sandbox guys for me, and that's why I feel like uh, that's why I mean, just I, I I get comfortable with my talk a lot. You know what I mean, I don't want I, as I always say when I get on here on this platform, I just try to tell people don't take it personal. It's not personal. I'm a passionate person. No doubt. Uh, I'm an articulate person. No doubt. Um, and I'm an argumentative person. No As doubt. we all are when we do when, when we discussing sports, right? We the same. Way. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm still seeing a lot of the same. I'm still seeing a lot of stagnant things. Um, we are ridden with the with a huge injury bug right now. Our top three players are out: JoJo Embiid, Ben Simmons, and now Josh Richardson are all out. Concussion. Um, go ahead, Cliff. I, I go ahead, man. Damn, I said, I hear the frustration in you, because I'm because I'm and I, and basketball is my sport. That's mm-hmm. the sport that I love. Mm-hmm. That's the sport that um, I know. Mm-hmm. The sport I'm knowledgeable in. So just just it's just a it's it's a lot. It's a it's it's a lot of that with me. I'm looking from a basketball strategy. I'm looking from a fan standpoint. I'm putting myself in the in the position of a lot of the players and how they feel. It's a I'm, it's a lot of different ways. That I'm seeing this is a lot of different ways that I'm slicing the Sixers down right now, and it doesn't look good in any of the views that I try to put them in. Yeah, there's nothing else you can do. This is a gradual. This has been gradual, bro. It's a gradual frustration. For Elaborate, me. please. Um, so you know, um, I'm usually here for the football talk. We're gonna get into some. We're gonna get into some offseason football talk too because you got a lot to I, talk about there. I, I got, I got it for you. Trust me. Yeah, but go ahead. Uh, but with the Sixers, um. So again, shout out, shout out to my guys, Ty, Nell, Brent, Dot, everybody. Trust in the process. Shout out to y'all. Um, same thing with you. Like I'm in can, a text thread. Not to cut you off. Can we sure. can we get some of them on? Sure. I want Brent. I want Brent and Nell and my guys too. Yeah. And my OGs. Y'all yeah. was all y'all was all juniors when I was a freshman, <laughs> yo. But yeah, let's I swear get. Yeah, a sophomore, nigga. Nah, see, and that's 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 that should be that should be a, no. you should be tipping your hat to me. I'm about for to that. say, no, nigga. I'm <laughs> no, about I'm to just, say that that's a testament to how thorough exactly, you are. Exactly, exactly. Wasn't fucking with exactly, everybody. exactly. But go ahead. I don't mean to keep cutting you you're off. Good, but go you're ahead. Good. Man. Um. So, for me with the Sixers, I've always been overly critical. Um. I just had a conversation with somebody where they were like, "Hey, you're a pessimist or you're a cynic," and I'm like, "Nah, I'm not a pessimist. I'm not cynical. I just believe in fucking truth and fucking balance." And for me. I've always said this, and I'm always maintaining this with the Sixers. Winning 50 games two years ago was the worst fucking possible thing for the fucking Sixers. If you watched us and you knew what the fuck we was about, you knew that, hey, the teams we were beating at those times, those teams was ass. We was beating up on bad fucking teams. What we do, six, a 16-game win streak to get into the playoffs two years ago? We beat a bunch of bad teams, and we got to the second round. So that's, cool. that's the team with... Uh... Ersan and Bellinelli. I was just about to say that. The white Euros. Because it's 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 two the last two seasons mm-hmm. we our season didn't start until after the trade deadline when we made moves. Yep. If y'all if you notice, the last three seasons mm-hmm. the Sixers are the same team until the trade deadline. Yep. They are the same exact team until the trade deadline. But go ahead again. Well, no, you good, you good, baby. Um I just remember so for me, I'm gonna go a little back for you too. I was going to every NBA draft for about six years. Mm. So, like, when we got Embiid, when Anthony Bennett was drafted, mm-hmm. we was in there. That's on Instagram. We got videos of that shit. It's, it's Cliffy Baby 215. You already know. That shit. That shit's tangible. Right. So, seeing that shit to where we are now, we were, yo, we was in the fucking Wachovia Center. Yo, I remember going to McDonald's and getting, if you bought any fucking meal, they gave you a fucking ticket for free. Mm. That's how bad the Sixers were. Marketing. Marketing 101. You know what I'm saying? The Tony Roten days. The motherfucking Jacob Tony Roten. The Spencer Tony Hall, Roten. You know what I'm saying? Jody Meeks. 
Damn niggas. So we was in there. We weren't we weren't paying to get in. Shout out to my man Angel. He's no longer there. Got you. Had a little plug in that bitch. But hey, hey, we all hey, it's the city of brotherly you know love. If if they love you, man, you really can find the city of brotherly love, man. So to see that, to where one year, thank you. Um people that weren't Sixers fans became fucking Sixers fans. Right. In my head, I I enjoy seeing that shit because again, it's the city of brotherly love. Right. I want everybody to fuck with the foe. Again, foe, foe, foe. Let them know. Let them know. Let them know. You should fuck with all four sports teams. But seeing certain people that I know for a fact, you don't know who the fuck Spencer Halls is. Right. You don't know who the fuck Drew Holiday was. Right. You don't know who the fuck. What was my man even that fucked up Evan Turner? Doug yeah. Collins. You don't know who the fuck he was. Yeah. I suffered through that shit and watched it. Right. You don't remember who fucking Andrew Bynum was and what that whole fuckery. That actually set the process up. Long live Sam Hinkie too, by the way. Um, <laughs> so for me, I'm getting a little redundant and feeling that drink. 50 games two years ago was the worst possible thing because it set us up. It set us up to where the, uh, an average fan and not like people that are us. We were in. Y'all are in basketball. We watch basketball. We knew what the fuck was hitting for. Every fucking year, we shake the roster up. I'm not the biggest Brett Brown guy, but I, as far as pros and cons, and I'm, I'm about to fuck, I might fuck you up. I didn't hear anybody say this. Hear I'd look this shit up too. Every year he has to deal with a new roster. So that's hard. That's hard for from a continuity standpoint. It's, 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 a, difficult, it's a difficult thing for a coach to coach. However, you're a professional coach, bro. You need to be progressive. You should be fucking living inside of that fucking arena over in Jersey. That's a beautiful fucking place. Living in there and getting your <laughs> shit right. Right? The thing that I noticed with Brett Brown that I was talking with somebody and they said it. If you think about all the new additions that have come to this team, let's talk about this year. Little Dog comes out and says, I'm not happy with my role. I don't know where I'm supposed to shoot. <laughs> time out. Time out. You didn't time hear this? Out. Rewind. Yo, Little Dog. Did, his did little, you give him that nickname or is that just. No, that's his, is, that's, that's his little is his dog. name really Little Dog? That's. Okay, big dog. Son. I know, big I know, dog. I know. Yeah, I, yeah. For the listeners, my bad. For the listening audience, because that I'm don't just know, in the vet, that don't know. Niggas is young. Yeah. His father played at Purdue. His father was a fucking killer with the Bucks. He, he actually was shit. He was like the first all around. You alluded to shit. you alluded to uh, uh, Glenn Big Dog uh, in a previous episode when we were talking contracts, and he was the first one to get to a big one in demand. He asked he was, for hundred yeah, million. To and ask people for laughed it. at him. And people laughed they at him. Laughed like not give me that, but then come to find out, he took like eighty. Just for some context for the listening audience, exactly. just so y'all know what he's talking about. He's talking about Glenn Robinson III when he says yeah. the little dog. So, little dog comes out and says, hey, I don't know my role. I have an issue with this and I have an issue with that. Fam, you've been here for a cup of coffee. Okay, that's one. <laughs> right. Alec Burke comes out and says, I'm frustrated with my minutes and this, that, and the third. Fam, again, a cup of coffee. Right. Then Josh Richardson. This is before these two acquisitions come. Josh Richardson had to call a fucking all-player meeting along with Al Horford. So, I'm saying all this to say... So where where did Josh Richardson come from? He came from Miami. Yes, they had elite coaching. I used to think Eric Spoelstra was a fucking slouch. He's a fucking uh, he's a great fucking coach. Yeah. And that program they have, yeah. you don't play that shit. You got to be the fucking shape. Yo, they yo every month they have like a BMI. Like if you're if your shit's over a certain joint, you got to pay us. It's something. Response. Not only that, but it's just something to be said for guys who start in the film room and make it to that level. Right. Um. So I'm saying all this to say basically every. Supposed great player that we get when they come here, their stats go down, things go down. Why is it Josh Richardson? Josh Richardson single handedly fucking carried the heat for two years. When Dwayne Wade had one leg, mm-hmm. every year his stats went up. Right, he was yo hitting hitting fucking game winners. Right, that nigga was the man of Miami. Right. He comes here, what's he doing? Don't know his role, looking real fucking lost. 
Now, I'm not the biggest Al Horford person. I still think that signing was fucked up. I told you that months ago. Right. That was the worst signing possible. Right. One, because he's a fucking Celtic. I swear that nigga's a splinter cell sent by Danny fucking <laughs> you don't, Ainge. You don't, like, you don't like anybody who has donned or has any affiliation with the green. No, you don't. You no. do. As you, and, and, but you OG Sixers fan, so as you, you, you got Andrew Tony, you got Andrew Tony in your blood, right? You, you mean you that? Boston <laughs> strangle on your niggas for y'all, right? You know what I'm saying? But for me, it's the Lakers, it's the Lakers and the Celtics. You don't do business with them. When Danny Ainge finessed us out of that Markel Fultz bullshit, that's when I said, okay, I can't fuck with the Celtics. I don't want anything to do with the Celtics. I don't give a fuck if Jalen Brown comes out. Nah, fam, you good. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna give you a name. gonna fuck you up. But I feel you though. Remember back in the day, there was a player that played for the Celtics. His name was Dino Raja. Yes. Remember what happened to him? No, I he, don't. He came from the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Guess where he signed? Where he signed with the Sixers. Sixers gave him back in the day like a lot of fucking money. Oh, uh, you? you I, I remember. I remember now. Yep. He never played. A never. Game I, the Sixers. And that's why when you said remember Dino, remember what happened. That's why I, said, I remember Dino Raja. So but when you said, do you remember what happened? That's why I said no. But that's why I don't remember because nothing happened. <laughs> No doubt. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's the mental thing for right. me. Like, yo, green or white, don't trust them. Right. I don't give a fuck. I know. I know. It's. I know it's not intentional, but it just so happens that's what happens to us. When we fuck with the Cowboys, we get fucking burnt. Right. We fuck with the Celtics, we get fucking burnt. So for me, with Al Horford, if Al Horford was so integral to that offense and was such a glue guy, they would have made it work with him. For him to hit the fucking market, no. I said this on the last joint. We was, I was fucked up because he started talking about Embiid and Rudy Gobert. And he's mm-hmm. looking at me like, nigga, what? I'm like, yo, I'm drunk. I don't fucking know. Uh, it's all good, man. But for me, it's 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 Elton Brand literally did what Ed Stefanski did for him. When Elton Brand signed here, he only signed here because he said, and I quote, they gave me their all. Remember that? We gave him fucking 80 or $90 million, and he played for two years and got amnesty out and got a bag. He did the same thing for Al Horford. My issue is, and I realize I'm going on a tangent, um, the initial point was about Brett Brown, and when he gets superior talent or uh, supposed superior talent, those guys, their roles, their numbers, everything goes down. Tobias Harris was shooting what? 37%, 41% in L.A.? He's shooting barely 20% now. He was a, he, Yo, I see why Tobias Harris has been on fucking seven teams in like five years. I can see it. He's not, he's not the guy. We fucked up with Jimmy. Period, point blank. I told you my theory. We did, but we we didn't fuck up with Jimmy. How you figure? Because I mean, from what I'm from what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. is that Ben didn't want Jimmy. Ben Ben and them didn't want Jimmy. Uh, and that was ben your point didn't too. Jimmy. In your podcast, we have to go with your long term. Right. Long-term so it's investment. not that I don't. I can't put that on the Sixers. I'm pretty sure as the organization, as what they saw, they would have loved to have Jimmy here. But when okay. you when you're a star player, when you when you designate a star player, when you designate a franchise, when you designate a future. And that future says this, this, that, and the third. You have to take that into considerations when building the personnel of a team. No doubt, it's and, a and business first. And that's why I was saying to you that that episode. So I'm just, shit. I'm just clearing. I'm just being clear. I don't. I, me personally, mm-hmm. in my opinion, mm-hmm. I don't put that on the. I don't put not having Jimmy Butler here on the Sixers per se. And this all goes back to another point again. Not this last episode. That second episode. Please go back and listen to it. That episode, real talk. Right. All I the listened. stars. Yeah. All, all the stars. stars. That was the shit. Y'all, you, Y.O. in the conversations, I'm like, okay, you know what? That's that's That should make sense. Shout out to Y.O. That's my guy, Shout out man. to Y.O. Wouldn't mind chopping it up with you, brother. <laughs> um, it's the long-term investment with that. But see, for me, the Elton Brand thing is I'm starting I'm starting to waver with him. Mm-hmm. When we first named him uh, GM, I said, yo, that's fucking genius. He's an ex-player. He's me cool too. with certain guys. Me too. But now. Duke, Duke, Duke educated. Yeah, smart Duke guy. educated. Yep, smart kid. Or smart man, excuse me. Right. But now. 
I'm starting to look at some of because this comes on him, mm-hmm. and this goes into some of the points I was saying as far as my issue overall is with ownership. Okay, it's with ownership, then management, coaching, right. and then uh, <clears throat> health and players. Right. <clears throat> the owner of the fucking Sixers is the owner of the New Jersey Devils. He bought the Sixers for about two hundred twenty million dollars. You know how much Sixers are worth now? How two much? billion? Talk about an ROI. Um, I had a conversation again with my man Ty. Me and him are the most passionate on our text thread. Um, so we're like, we're hollering at each other. Like, we'll yell at fucking <laughs> each other, right? Um, and for me, my stance is he's a fucking he's a fucking billionaire. It's a fucking toy. He doesn't give a fuck about the Yeah, sixes. I say that a lot about a lot. Of, I, that's one of these episodes I brought that point up. I think I, I know I was talking. I know me and the councilman talk about that a lot because mm-hmm. he's somebody who obviously understands system. He's obviously somebody who understands uh, capitalism and how things work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only that, but just uh, like you said, how you can just condense something like an NBA franchise to a toy to something. I don't think a lot of people understand what billion, what billionaire is. Like I don't. I don't think. You know what I mean. <laughs> That's a it's a lot of fucking money. It's a lot of money. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of, of it's a lot of resources. It's a lot of time on your hands. Yeah. Invested that you can that you can yo, I I very rarely do this and I don't wanna I don't wanna offend anybody's listening. So here's something I've I've just got here's something I've I've actually been able to like put together for myself, right? Oh, okay. So growing up as a black man, you know, there's certain things that our fathers and our mothers had to talk to us that I realize other cultures don't have that. That conversation. Right. So for me, I look at this as this. If you grow up as a black man, especially a black man or a black person in America, when you walk out that door, you have to play defense. You're always All playing day. defense. All day. Other cultures, they can play offense. What can I do? What What can I do in 24 hours? Who's going to stop me? Where the fuck can I go? Yeah. Whereas with me as a black man, it's like, yo, <laughs> I got to make sure I'm not getting my brains blown out. I got to make sure I'm not getting pulled over by cops on some dumb shit. I have to play defense, so I can't think about how can I how can I acquire this, how can I do that. You can get there, but it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of fucking like uh, uh, consistency and a lot of trust and a really good support system of people that you trust. Again, support system. Um, so I'm saying all that to say that certain cult, certain cultures are allowed to play offense. And I'm not knocking Josh Harris as a person, but I don't think his commitment. If you look at any team, think about the fucking Dallas Mavericks. Right. Mark Cuban wants to fucking win. Right. That nigga knows, like, yo, I'm going to do what I got to do for Dirt. Remember when he he, he made everything public. I'm going to keep Dirt. I'm going to sign two niggas to go against Miami for that big threat. He made that shit public. You know what I'm saying? Josh Harris, you don't see you don't see him. You see Michael Rubin running around with fucking Meek, Meek Mill <laughs> and Deshaun Jackson living the fucking good life. And that's cool. But fam, this is a business. I get it. You're making fucking money, but there's no commitment. There's nothing there. There's nothing going on. Um, another argument that I got into with my man Ty was he said an owner shouldn't say anything that's unprofessional. And I'm like, I don't understand that. That's where we differ. If I'm an owner, this is my shit. Why the fuck why the fuck are we we're nine and twenty five on the road? Yeah. I'm not oh the smartest man God, in the fucking world. Man. But what how are we the how are we twenty nine and two at home and then nine and twenty five on the road? Somebody talk to me. That's effort. Somebody talk to him. That's fucking Please. effort. Um and heart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Something that Josh Richardson said, uh, some woman asked him at the end of the game, hey, what's going on? He said, yeah, we got to talk about heart. And again, these are guys that ain't been on the fucking roster for fucking long, fucking long, fucking long, long. These dudes are coming in and looking and saying, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. 
And we talked about this on the last episode I was on. We said the point guard, your coach, mm-hmm. your coach is a reflection of your fucking team. Absolutely. So right now we're softer than we're softer than baby shit. Mm-hmm. We get pushed around. We're mm-hmm. supposed to be this big elite defensive team. Right. No, in three games I think four hundred seventy-two points were scored on us. Some right. crazy amount of points. Some crazy amount of points. The the coach is the reflection of your team. The team is the reflection of the coach. And if you look at us, there's everything's at home. We're great at home. On the road, it's almost like Brett Brown smoking cigars. Drinking whiskey, banging bitches. Yeah. Give a it's fuck like about the road. The road is like it's like we vacation. Yeah, and we just tours, seeing what's going on in different cities. Oh, but we got a game. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the shit, the shit with um Ben Simmons. Uh, we talk about that after we got rocked we by did, Miami. We did. I think okay. we talked about it, but if we can definitely, if I don't know if we, yeah, but yeah, I think I definitely brought it up. We got chilling, rolled. Chilling with Kendall. Puts the picture up on Instagram. Yeah. We, Fans said, jump on him. And he took it down, you said. Yeah. So, yeah. for me, it's just like it's it's, it's a mentality. You can't tell. You can't tell. It's a player's league. You brought that up, too, about the CBA. Again, that episode was the shit. Because your you. man, Y.O., was like, yo, the field. I'm a, I'm a college athlete, an ex-college athlete. I never mm-hmm. thought about it. I mean, I've all, I'm always pro player. Right. I'm always going to be pro player. Fuck, fuck the powers that be. Because they gain so much fucking money. There's billions of dollars generated right. off of young black men. Right. Period. We definitely always gonna be pro player, pro creative, pro. Period. You know what I mean pro Fucking pro period. whoever's pro front line always. Period. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm I'm all over the place. I got so much going on. No, but you were saying he was saying that the field something uh, about the field. Um, it's the field. It's 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 just like Brett, another thing with Brett Brown. Back to Brett Brown. Brett Brown has a problem with, and your man Wyo said this. He don't want to play niggas. Yo, we were talking about this before we started recording. Dave, you ran. Asked, asked Brett Brown at a con, uh, at a press conference, hey, um, a story came out about you telling Shake Milton you're not going to be in the lineup. And Brett Brown, being as arrogant as he can fucking be, said, yeah, I had a conversation with him, but things changed. And he made a he made he made a correlation about the length of a fucking shoestring. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't understand the correlation. It was fucking dumb. Right. About like Ben Simmons and uh, Joel Embiid's availability. Right. And as soon as he made that comment to Shake, Ben goes down. Then Joe goes down. So now I got to get you in the fucking lineup. Yo. You wonder why he's cooking. You wonder why Shake's right. cooking. I'm going to show you, nigga. Mike, Mike Smith, Joseph Coleman, the whole basketball chat is 21 minutes and 38 seconds into the 444 podcast episode <laughs> 18. This is exactly, these people are mm-hmm. trying to tell me mm-hmm. that Brett Brown developed Shake Milton. No. No. Shake, Shake. Shake play first of all. Let's they told me Brett Brown mm-hmm. developed Shake Milton. No, let's talk about I said, Shake Milton. I said without even saying all what you said, I said Brett I said Shake Milton averaged twenty five the last two years Where in at? the G League. Right. Yo, the G I don't care if it's called the G League now because they got some money from Gatorade and it's nice marketing. <laughs> right. The G Re- the G League was the D League. And the D League standard what the, the D League developmental league. Brett Brown didn't develop shit. Not at all. Y- y'all gotta, y'all gotta relax. Got chill. Y'all gotta chill. Got chill, big. Got chill. Like, y'all gotta, y'all gotta, y'all gotta. I don't know what it is y'all be looking at, but that ain't it. That ain't it. It ain't it. Unfortunately, it ain't it. Where's Shake Milton go to college? He went to college at SMU. Who was the coach at SMU? Larry Brown. Uh-huh. And he got busy at SMU. So you made a point two episodes Brett ago. Brown didn't develop shit. Exactly. Last point on Shake Milton. Good. What's his fucking name? Fucking Shizzy Shizake. Ain't nobody calling him Shake because he's shaking hands. Nah, that nigga out there cooking. He a fucking bucket. 
since, since probably since he was like 10. <laughs> right, right. The, the, the thing for me with this is, is that it's, it's hard to watch this because there were games that we probably should have won if Shake Milton was on the court. Now, I'm not, I'm not waving pom-poms and jumping up and down and saying Shake is the fucking, he's the end-all, be-all. Me savior, neither. But he's a bucket, and that's something we don't have. We argued about Carmelo. We talked one time, I wanted Carmelo, J.R. Smith, Jamal Crawford. I wanted all these niggas on the roster right. because I knew in the playoffs, when niggas figure out, oh, Ben Simmons, yeah, we know what to do with him in the playoffs. Right. I need a bucket coming off. Um, the Shake thing for me, I, where I am, I, I kind of want to keep shaking the starting lineup. It's going to sound crazy. I didn't hear y'all talk about this. I mean, I don't know. You tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. Once Josh get back and if Ben decides to come back or things work out for us, I'm running three fucking guards. I'm running uh, Josh, Ben, and Shake. Toby at the four, Joe at the five. Before I answer that question, sure. let's tell you how I feel. Can you please, because we talked about this off air too, I think. I don't think we said it on air, but we didn't talk about Ben. In the uh, in his injury situation, was that an on-air conversation or was that off-air with Clutch Sports? It was off. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah. Uh, uh um. Go ahead. Right. Let me, cause right. you the one that you hit my phone. Well, yo, I and you my you inside so source because I know you. I'm saying, and I know you, and I know you out here. You moving and shaking. Your credit, your credibility is stamped with me. I appreciate it. With anybody else out there, it should be stamped. When we get into football and we talk about uh, the Eagles and what they going through, I'm thinking that that's probably going to be stamped too because you just you just the, you just the, the first person that said a lot of this stuff for me. So go ahead with the Ben Simmons news that you so, told me because I'm not hearing this in any mainstream media. So Ben Simmons, um, for people out there that don't know, if you've been living on the fucking rock, Ben Simmons is our PowerPoint superstar player. Um, he's injured. What the verbiage that they're using, it's a back impingement. Mm-hmm. So impingement is a word that's used after an incident or an injury. So it's a direct result. That word basically means he's fucked up. Right. So what happened was, or from what was told to me, was that <clears throat> he injured himself in practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, two games after the game, after the All-Star game, it was mm-hmm. a practice. We played Milwaukee. They knew. He went to the coaches and told them, hey, my back hurts. Did no MRI, nothing. They didn't do anything with him. Just told him, hey, you'll be okay. You're young. Figure it out. And that's the best thing about Ben. He's always fucking available. Right. He's a fucking horse. That's the, and he's, that, that kid's always available. Yes. They knew he wasn't right. He goes in that Milwaukee game, goes up for that layup um, on the far side, twinges his back. And you can see it. He could, he could barely walk. He could barely shoot free throws. Everything comes out. Once that happened, something comes out. Hey, he's going to miss this amount of time. Clutch Sports, which mm-hmm. is ran by Rich Paul, Rich Paul, CAA, and the rest of those guys. He's also affiliated with LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Rich Paul's single-handedly the most powerful fucking agent in the fucking NBA. Yeah. I'm going to fuck what anybody says. Yeah. That nigga moves and shakes. Yes, period. he does. Absolutely. They got involved and told the Sixers, fuck off. Mm-hmm. You didn't get him an MRI. You didn't do anything right for him. We're going to step in and get this kid taken care of. From what I've been told, Clutch Sports, CAA, that his whole conglomerate or his management team... They're asking him to get a surgery. And the thing with your back is, I had back surgery two years ago, and no way can I compare it to a six foot ten pristine fucking athlete right. that has like right. you know the best trainers, everything. I can't right. compare it to it. Right. But the thing about your back is you can muscle up. You mm-hmm. can I had I had two discs removed. So uh rest, a lot of rest, just not doing anything, literally just sitting on your ass and playing video games. Mm-hmm. You can get up, you can move around, you can do shit. But see, it's different. 
when you're six foot ten and your job is to move. Right. They told him take the surgery. Ben Simmons is like, nope. I'll take the treatments. I'll chill as long why, as I can chill. But why does he need want to take the surgery? Oh well, because the way the Sixers handle fucking athletes, the Sixers are fucking complete dickheads. And surgery would end the season. Yep. It would, oh, sorry. Exactly. That would end the season. Right. Which pretty much. That's the point. Yeah, that's the only point I was trying to make. My bad, baby. One and done. Maybe depending on the matchup. Right. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. and that's not good. For the overhead, which right. goes back to ownership. Yeah, and the business of it all. Yep, and the money. Got so, you. so that's it's a bad look. Mm-hmm. If this, for me, I'm I'm always on the edge, like your man Yo with Ben Simmons. Like I fuck with him, but not, I'm not going to wave pom poms for the kid. I'm not. It's just something about him. I don't even say it's arrogance. It's just something about him. And I've also shared my theory that he only took the bag because he offered it. Right. The first chance he gets, I don't want to say to get out of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But when he can actually go out and fucking free agency and, and figure out where I want to go, he bolts. Right. He leaves. He's going to go to L.A. Right. That's just, that's, I'm saying that shit. Right. Um, I commend this kid if this comes out and, hey, and they're going to spin it too. Because mm-hmm. you got to remember, that's that's management. That's those guys. That's what they do. Their job is to spin and make things look positive. Right. The story's going to come out at the end of the season when we lose. Oh, and Brett Brown will be back too. Brett Brown's not getting fired because of this. The story's going to come out at the end of the season that, hey, I've been playing with uh, herniated discs in my back. Mm. I chose to play. I chose not to get surgery. Well, you know, he's arrogant. He's arrogant fuck. When the kid asked him about, like, uh, what about the jump shots? He says, yeah, I'm an all-star. Right. I'm a fucking all-star. Right. So he'll come out and say, well, I should have had back surgery, but I didn't. I chose to do best what's best for the team. I wanted to see if we had a championship roster. So I chose this. So I want to spend to make him like a fucking martyr. Brett Brown comes back because of that. Right. And Joel Embiid. I hope not. I, I mean, you agree with that, but I got a weird feeling this is going to work out in Brett's favor. He's like a fucking cat. All right. He's literally a fucking cat with like 20 fucking lives. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, if, if, <clears throat> the process wasn't about this. Um, just <laughs> Let's get into it, Cliff. It wasn't. Because this, this I'm trying. Straight. Listen, when Cliff was hitting my phone, yo, Cliff was like, listen, <laughs> listen, yo. I don't want you to bear bad news. Yeah, he said, that was the one thing. <laughs> And then two days later, he said, dog, is we potting this week? Because I, I, I got to talk about this stuff. So that's why I'm I'm just, I want him to get his shit off, man. <laughs> I appreciate y'all, y'all, No, because the, 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 the listening audience already know when you on, you come in with the shit. You come in with the hot takes. You come in with um, facts, for one. You know what I'm saying? And you come in with a, 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 a point of view that a lot of us don't have. A lot of us are not thinking about people are, li- are listening. So, you know what I mean? Like, we, like, so, it is, you mean? It, listen. Think about this. Get your shit off, man. Hey, Nell, you always say I don't shout you out on the podcast. Yeah, Nell, what's good, D-Nell? What's up, D-Nell? What's up, D-Nell? Hey, D-Nell, come on on the podcast, man. Y'all my guys. Come talk basketball with me, man. Shit, he was doing, he was doing, yeah, I'm going to put you out there, Nell. Fuck that. I think he was doing taxes for, uh, he was doing um, taxes for the Sixers. Like five years ago when Billy King was there. Right. Nigga would like call us, show us all this cool shit. Do he still do taxes? I believe yeah. Oh, actually, yo, shout out to my man Nell. He has a What's business. What's his Instagram, I man? I had what is that. It? Come on, uh, man. Come D on. Underscore Nell two one five. My man also has a tax service. Hit him up. Very good dude. Very good prices. Hit him up. Yeah. Yo, wow. I'm D underscore Nell two one five. Man, that's my brother. Hit him up. Yeah, that's my guy, man. When I had Kate, well, when I didn't, I didn't have Kate. <laughs> no. When Kate was when Kate was born. Uh, no, and I don't even know. I don't know if it was his mom or his aunt because they twins. They look, they look like the motherfuckers, yeah. Diane. But uh, yeah, because they always knew me from uh, hooping and hooping with Nell in school and all that. You know what I'm saying? They had looked out for me because you wasn't even allowed to stay overnight in Einstein. They had looked out, let me stay overnight, gave me no pillows doubt. and stuff, all that stuff. So 
Definitely shout out to Nell, dog. Nell's always been one of my and then and Nell was nice. I love Nell high school basketball story, man. It's so crazy, man. Nell's one of the nicest niggas I seen with a handle. Yo, smooth. they made it he and ain't get a chance to play till yeah. senior year, but yeah. went dumb. And his senior year is the year that McDevitt went before all of this McDevitt prestige Playoffs. and all the stuff is going on now. Like yeah. he was one of the main reasons, dog. Like we had Wayne, definitely Wayne. Shout out to Wayne. With his, you know what I'm saying? But it was almost like an NBA team or one of these teams that you see where a star is carrying the team. Like, Wayne was on the team. Reese, mm -hmm. shout out to Reese. Big Reese had got kicked off the team. We only oh. had Rob Georges. Rob, I mean, we had a nice Georges. team. Big black. Pause. And he needed, his, he needed you know what I'm saying, a one-two punch, man. And Nell came out the shadows, dog, and just he had this crazy just run, dog, in the Catholic League. It was crazy, shit man. Hit that shot against Docker in the playoffs, nigga. I remember that shit. It's all good. Nell had a crazy, but against 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 the game against LaSalle, who was it, LaSalle when we beat LaSalle when Mike Haggerty hit the buzzer beater? Yep. Before, Damn. But before the buzzer beater, though, Nell, Nell was cooking that game. Nell and Wiz was cooking that game, and it was just a crazy game, like, Mike Haggerty get the glory because he hit the, the last shot. But a Haggerty. I mean, it was a lot of years that we wasn't even in it with LaSalle for, for some reason. I mean, it was, I mean, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From you feel like me? From 96. From 96. That's, that was our burden. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we that's never our, beat them. Yeah, that's that's our little McDevitt down the down the lane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to my man D underscore Nell. Definitely uh, 215. Don't forget the 215. D underscore Nell 215. Coach Fred. Um, what's up with you? Coach Shout Roddy. out to Coach Fred. What's you know what I mean? Um, oh. This wasn't what the process was about, bro. right? The process was about, yo, think about this. I mm -hmm. think I think the term is apropos, which is like, this is fitting. Like, only this is like the way it's supposed to be. Right. The process was set up for us to blow up a team. Well, basically, we didn't want to be mediocre. Right. Come in in that, that bullshit 5-8 spot, mm -hmm. make the playoffs, fucked up, pick it, do the same thing over again, give bad contracts out. <clears throat> do, hit reset, right? Sam Hankey, again, long live fucking Hankey. That's my fucking guy. He had the balls. He had the foresight. I'm glad the Rockets let him go and we picked him up. Basically, right. we set a lot of things up. You, you, somebody, you said people said uh, Brett Brown developed Chick Milton. Nah, he developed T.J. McConnell. He developed Robert Covington. Yeah. If I, I can be objective. Yeah. He developed those two. Right. The only guys I can think like, yo, that are still getting contracts in the Absolutely. NBA and getting minutes. I'm definitely giving them credit for TJ McConnell. I'm and definitely Rob. giving them credit for Rob Covington for what they are. Right. And that's nothing special. No offense to him. Right. Nothing special. Right. Um, so we blow everything up. Mission accomplished. We suck for three, four, five years and we're just acquiring assets. New Orleans Noel. It's a little Okafor. We fucked up with the Okafor pick. You should have went after fucking Porzingis. We also fucked up the New Orleans Noel pick because you could have took Giannis. That's, that's neither here nor there. That's also with Hinky. Some of the stuff with Hinky, he was arrogant. He didn't. He didn't know how to fucking draft. I'll say right. that. But he understood. I ROI. If I pick this guy, I'm gonna hold him for a year. I'm gonna flip that. I'm a. I'm gonna <laughs> fucking mature this fucking investment as best I can. Then I'm gonna flip it and get some more capital back. And that's all he did. Right. The problem was was that here, and this is why I believe in. Blackballing, I believe in fucking bad luck. That's why I call Al Horford a fucking splinter cell from the fucking Celtics who was sent here to implode us and blow us up internally. I don't give a fuck whether it's through fiscally, through play, everything. Was that was that wasn't that a game on PS2? What's that splinter cell? Yeah. That was the shit. Hell yeah, damn, yeah, <coughs> that was a game. Continue. Um, <laughs> so for me, things got awry when when Sam Hinkie decided to use the word process. Mm -hmm. He thought he was the smartest guy in the room. All Sam Hinkie had to do was say, hey, we're going to develop players. We're going to put the best roster route. 
There'll be ebbs, there'll be flows, but let's just see how anything goes. I'll figure out the contracts. Any other questions? But he said, nope, I have a process. We're going to stick with this process. He said process like 50 times in one year. Yeah, man. And remember, before that, people weren't using the word fucking process. Everybody uses process now. Process, process, process. He thought he was the smartest guy in the room. Then somehow, somewhere after that fifth year of intentionally fucking tanking, remember we traded Ishmith? Because he's like, yo, right now we're tied for three, three pick. I can't Ish, have a point guard. And Ish was going dumb. That's yep. the reason why Ish got, not the not the reason, but that's a big part of the reason why Ish, Ish, Ish Smith stays with a job yep. today. A contract. Yep. We got rid it's of no, It's a no-brainer. Somebody's going to have Ish Smith on their roster just because, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? The money's always going, you know what I mean? Whatever it is he demands is going to be good for your team, and you always need that guy on your team. Yep. You always need an Ish. Like, you, so you always need an Ish Smith on your team. You remember that? You always need an Ish Smith on your team. <laughs> Sam Hinkie dumped him off, I want to say, to the Pistons <laughs> for, like, two or three second-round picks right. because it's like, yo, we have to lose. I got to get this one. Fuck the two and the three. I want the one. After that year, that's when the NBA got involved and said, well, hey, can't do this. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And he, and you know, load management. We were using load management before it became the pop that fucking thing now. Right. NBA gets involved. They say, hey, we're going to set you up with the OG Colangelo, OG Jerry Colangelo. And when I heard that, dog, I almost pulled the fuck over and started fucking backflipping. Because OG Colangelo, that's, I'm the plug. People, people, agents fuck with me. Agents didn't fuck with uh, Hanky. They fuck with me. So I can get, I can get a D-Wade just to come in and take a visit and look around. Yo, we're going to build this facility in New Jersey with fucking top-notch things. You'll have access 24-7, all this shit. Who we get? Well, nepotism and baby bitch boy, whatever fuck his name. What, I can't even remember I think his it's name. Michael. Colangelo? Is it Michael? I don't know. it? Colangelo Jr. It's not Jerry. It's, it's not Jerry. It's, it's, not, the, not, it's not the OJ. Bulls, Colangelo. Yeah, no. But we got his son. His son is a fucking dickhole, period. Everywhere he goes, he fucks everything up. Like, when I when I looked at that, I'm like, yo, this guy can't fucking draft. All right. He drafted, uh, what the fuck was, uh, Bargnani? He took Bargnani with Toronto, who's a fucking bust. Um, he drafted so many bad players and then was talking shit to him. Come to find out, or like, like they said, here's, the, here's why I'm saying it's, it's fitting, or the apropos part. We go through this process to acquire talent. It just so happens the talent was hurt. It worked out for us in our benefit. We get a goofy-ass general manager who's been giving everything to him by his daddy. He has no clue how to fucking run a franchise because his father gives him everything. We would wind up with a fucking bipolar, dysfunctional general manager who talks shit to players and sets up burner accounts and then tells lies and says it was wise, which is so <laughs> bullshit. But people fell for that shit. That was all his. Then... We decide to shift and shake the roster every fucking year. Everything after Hinky stepped down has pretty much blown up in our fucking face. Yeah. Everything. And the way this season is looking, it's looking like what the fuck we didn't want to do in the first place. We never wanted to be a five through eight squad. We didn't want to have bad contracts. And what, what spot are we in right now? The fifth. fifth. And how many? Hold on. Uh, that game against, there was a game we just lost recently. Tobias Harris is a $180 million guy. Fucking Al Horford's a $100 million. $280 million scored 20 points. It was the game when um, B went down and we lost. 20 points, $280 million. So bad contracts, five seed. Looks like we're right back to fucking seven years ago. At pro po. <laughs> That's how I view it. You know what I'm saying? Final thoughts, man. Where do you, where do you, I don't know. Final thoughts from me are, uh, <clears throat> again, I like what Shake Milton is doing. 
he's controlled. We signed him to a pretty decent deal. You can actually flip him for something. If you, that's always my mindset, always thinking about flipping and trying to cash in on assets. <laughs> we have talent. I'm being objective here as a Sixers fan. We have talent. The problem is just coaching Brett fucking Brown with his fucking dribble handoff and these stupid-ass sets that, like, if I know, and I'm not even a basketball guy. There's so many football teams that need Brett Brown to be their offensive coordinator, dog. It don't even make sense. Uh, I'm going to say second round, <coughs> we lose probably like game five, game six. Brett Brown returns All to right. coach. Only nigga running the re-react basketball offense. With no shooters and stupid shit. This stupid shit. But that's mine. Apologize yeah. on the tangent, but that's kind of like my, my view on the Sixers. I'm not happy with it. My my final Sixers thoughts are send help, please. SOS. <laughs> yeah, save our ship, man. Send, SOS. Send now. Where, SOS. What you, think? what you think? I think that's the name of this episode. That's SOS. some cool ass shit. No SOS. Doubt. No doubt. SOS. SOS. Because no it don't get no detail. better. It don't it ain't about to get no better. No more detail though. Like what do you think? Like do we first round, second round, what you think? Um Honestly. If you want my honest opinion, I'm going to tell you I don't know. My honest opinion, I don't know. If okay. you want my uh, optimistic Sixers hit, or my analytical opinion, that's or my just that's hypothetical opinion, I want that. I want that. Pause. Pause. <laughs> that was real aggressive. It's I cool. want that. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> um. Like I always say, man, the people that I that I talk Sixers with, a lot of it is online. I'm always, always, always hoping for the best for the team. That's mm-hmm. I, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I'm always hoping for the best. Um, but I don't see us going far. I see us struggling through the first. If we get out of there, it's definitely a second round exit fast. Game five. I just don't think <clears throat> we are equipped for a, a long playoff run. We just don't have the mentality. We don't have the personnel. We don't have the know-how, like you said. We nine and twenty-five on the road. What are we gonna do? In the, like, what are we gonna do? We gonna, are we are we banking on winning all home games? You, that means you. That even if you bank on winning all, if even if you, first of all, you're the fifth seed, so you're you're out of all home court advantage yep. situations. And we need that. So if you're banking on all right, if we just take care of home and then still, you're looking at you're you're planning on drawing every series out long. Which play? That's that's fatigue. More injuries, a lot of things can happen with that when you you're supposed yeah. to rest, knock niggas off, rest for two weeks. Yeah, no doubt. So I don't know what the mentality, I don't know what the buzz around the Sixers locker room is right now. I mean, it's very hard for me to gauge. I know it's a lot of uh, uh, talk. I know it's a lot of speculation, chatty patty. As my man Dame Dash would say, Shady you know Dash, what I'm Shady saying? Hey, it's a lot. Within, if you start at the at a core, let's look at it like uh, I don't know what it is, but when they break, when you were in science class and they break the earth in half and they show you the different layers of it, mm-hmm. so let's start at the core of it, mm-hmm. and that's the team. My bad. Oh, I'm getting old. I'm getting old, baby. <laughs> we started we started the core at it. Let's just mm-hmm. say the first circle would be the core. Mm-hmm. And that's the actual team that's out there playing and everything that's going on with them and everything that I just said. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the next core, which would be the coaching mm-hmm. and everything that comes with that. Like we always said, the coaching is not there. The uh, Philadelphia is training, the medical staff, all of that stuff is not up to par where we went at all. And then we go to the next core and then we say that that core is management the, or ownership. Exactly. 
and we have our gripes there that we that we i'm not going to be the dead horse you feel what i'm saying i'm just want to build this i'm closing out i'm closing out so i'm just trying to you know what i'm saying no doubt and then and then the last core that we have mm-hmm. um not even the last core that we have uh the, the second to last core that we have is we have uh and this could be interchangeable but i'm gonna put it this way what's that um we're gonna have the media and what the media is saying mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and then the last and final core is us and that's the fans. We have the power of them. Yeah. And if you look at all of that, it's not cohesive. You see how the very center of the core shakes every everything else. It's like a domino effect. It's like a shockwave through it everything is. else. It is. That's, that's a good one. You know it what is. I'm saying? It and is. it's like, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll, and in recent, when I was talking back, I was, I was even talking about the Iris in years, man. Like them teams wasn't. As far as where they're at, we're not. I'm not. I'm not saying that this team is talented in the era that I'm about to speak about. Mm-hmm. But what I am about to say is that Allen Iverson didn't have as much talent as we have to as as we have at our disposal at the current moment. Mm-hmm. The Allen Iverson years, we didn't have that. But at the core, if we change those cores, mm-hmm. that I just those layers at the very core, we knew we had something real. Yep. Which Very made the well. coaches think that they had something real, which made at the time management think they had something real. We made the Dikembe Mutombo move. As I look back and we, we we get mad, it's not many moves that we could have made back then. Didn't, didn't feel People, fuck his hip hop, so he, we had we got we got room right at the right time. Something as whatever at the right time. But from that, you had the media, the stories that the the, the media was writing, even when we were hitting. St- stints where we weren't playing our best or even when we were injured the media was still right because they seen something in that core mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which made us the fans ride and push for that team Gravity. and we went to the finals i don't i don't see that with this i don't see things like that with this team and i don't know how 60 games into a season you can just turn that switch. on and say okay we are that now it doesn't work like that and that's pretty much my my uh your take my take and my final say on the Sixers, that's just that's where I'm at with it. Last year's team, and I said this again in my, uh, my homie's text thread, last year's team with Jimmy and Tobias, like after all the acquisitions, mm-hmm. that was the most talented Sixers team in franchise history. Right. Maybe like, like the 80, that 80 squad with like um, Tony, Dr. J, Mo Cheeks, Bobby Jones, the rest of those guys, that was a talented squad. But I'm talking about like, like old NBA versus new NBA. Mm-hmm. That was the most talented fucking team the Sixers have had. Yeah. Firepower, shooters, athleticism, length, closers, alphas. Like, they, they, we were just there. That was that was the play. That was the process in a nutshell right there. Giving up fucking land you should met. Like, how – I get it, but – I think that was a scared move. I think that was to make it for sure, for sure, but we didn't even need to do that. In hindsight, right? we didn't even need to do that. Because he set himself up. Because you had to offer a contract to either Jimmy or Tobias, right? You you fucked up because if you knew that you keep you keep Landry, I don't have to fucking overpay for a shooter. I got a kid that I drafted in the first round who's going to be here for two years on the cheap, so now I can put more money in different positions. But you gave up the shooter for Tobias Harris. You said this in your second joint where it was like, yo, I get what he tried to do, but that might have been a little excessive. All right, it, it was he put all his chips in. Like, literally, like, yo, I know I'm going to win this fucking hand. Balls to the wall. Let's get it. But that's that's where the negligence and the, ni- uh, the naivety of a new GM. Mm-hmm. That move wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. Once you got Jimmy, let's just see where this goes. Mm-hmm. And then I'll retool in the offseason where I can negotiate. 
you can do a little more in the off season. In season, people know that you're a young boy. They mm-hmm. know you're new to this fucking whatchamacallit. Right. So I'm going to pick on you, and I'm going right. I'm to I'm 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 get the fucking flip. <laughs> I'm going to get the flip, not mm-hmm. you. And he put he set himself in a corner where he had to give the money. You said this. Right. He had to give Tobias the money. He didn't want to. Tobias ain't worth. Tobias ain't even worth. Yo. Right. Tobias ain't even worth fucking. If it was. And I said this too. I don't, not this podcast. In the conversation. Last year. I get the long term investment with Ben. But for me. If. Fuck you. You got your money Ben. Shut the fuck up. Give a fuck. <laughs> you got paid. You a kid. Shut right. the fuck up. You, you don't got it just yet. Right. Yo Jimmy. I'll give you 150. I need you here for four years. Tobias, I got two at 50 for you. I'll give you the 25, but it's two at 50. If you want to go out and somebody signs it, go sign that money. But I'm not going to kill myself fiscally. I'm going to put the money with the guy that 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 showed the fuck up and won games for us, that put us in position. I'm going to give him the bag. I'll give you something because, like, yo, I appreciate you, but you're not here to be a superstar. Right. You're my fourth. You're my fourth option. Right. And, and I don't understand that. 150 to Jimmy, 50 to fucking Tobias. And if Tobias gets 120, peace. Peace and blessings. I got another 100 that I can spend on a Morris brother. I could have gave the money to J.J. Reddick. I could have negotiated with him. Where it's like, what, what's New Orleans giving you? 22? I don't want to do this. I got 15 for you. And we're going to win. And you're going to get the minutes. All right, negotiate 17. I'll play. I can play with numbers because I didn't kill myself. But he put himself in that corner where I'm not going to offer it. To Tobias Harris fucking kills me because like when he came out, remember that nigga was in Orlando. The nigga was get yo. He's putting Kevin Love numbers up, 36, 24 boards. I'm like, who the fuck is this J Cole looking nigga? <laughs> oh shit! Everywhere he went, he would put these crazy numbers up, and right. then like two games later, it'd be five points, seven boards. He fouled out, and I'm like, what, what's this kid's issue? And then, was it six teams in five years? It's some crazy amount of teams in like four years. Right. I see it now. And he got $180 million, bro. Like, that. that's, that, you can't even sell me on that. You could dope me up. I could smoke as many blunts to the fucking face. I'm still going to have a wherewithal to say to buy his hair. Huh? No, right. we're not doing that. Right. We're not right. doing that. Right. Jimmy Butler? What's he want? All right, give him a blank check. I would be, I would, I would give him the blank give check. Give him a blank check. Here's the blank check. Come on, because I, because you're what this team needs. Right. Jim, if we had Jimmy Butler on, then you know what? It's um, beat like you said, I'm being redundant, I'm beating a dead horse. It's all good. Jimmy got them young kids in Miami with fucking Colts poster, and I thought it was gonna be the exact opposite. I was like, you know what, Jimmy? We're gonna be the one seed. We're gonna kick your ass for the next four or five years. One through eight, we're gonna bust your ass. Nah, we was <laughs> we was we was on the uh, on the on the uh, the preseason show, and everybody spoke highly of Miami. We just seen it. If you if you know basketball and you just see some shit coming together, you just know. I didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We we didn't have concrete answers on what they were gonna be. But we all said, just look out. Just you, you know, we just look out for the for that Miami team. It just looks like something's going on there. You speak highly and, of Bam too. And look, y'all speak very highly of Bam. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, not not as an all star, me no, over, but he's a player. But, but Bam is a Bam is a player. He's a player. Bam is definitely a player. Bam is a is a is a player player. Like yeah. I'm I'm definitely rolling with Bam. And the white kid, my man Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm. I wanted him with the Sixers so bad, man. I wanted, yo, Listen, I wanted Michael we, are, we, already, we already did our final thoughts, man. My bad. Still final my thoughts. Bad final thoughts on the Sixers, SOS, man. Save our ship. Please. Or you can change the P to a T and just say save our shit, man. Just save our shit. 
Um, Josh Harris, man, get it the fuck together. But if you hear this, get it together because we care. And the moment, yo, the moment this shit goes south, we're going to stop buying tickets. We're going to stop buying merch. You're going to stop fucking making money. Right. You really want to affect some shit with the Sixers? You don't show up? Yeah. Hopefully that happens because we just too diehard and that's what they be getting over on. But anyway, so moving along, man. We 50 minutes into this episode. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. This is a good one. I like this one. Whoa. I like yeah, this one. I'm getting old. Yeah, man. we getting we both getting old. Um, it's been definitely some off-season uh, rumblings over there at the Novacare Center. Oh shit! Um, fly equals fly. Getting close. <laughs> uh, so I mean, it, it, you might as well just jump right into it, man. Your man is your man is the center. Your man is the center of the. T- your man is the center of the Eagles talk, man. I just want, I just want to give you your, t- like I'm, like I've been doing all night. Just give you your stage, give you your time. You can gloat, you can do all your. I told you souls, you could do all your. Ain't no, I told you. I mean, souls you could do all your. You mean? I shouldn't. I but shouldn't no, I'm just, gl- I'm just glad that you fucking with the four 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 podcast. You know what I'm saying? Four four. Let them know, Cliff. Bitch ass niggas. Close your mouths. <laughs> you open your fucking ears. Yes, there you, you go. There you go. Shit. But yeah, um, <laughs> but nah. So um, they're saying and that um, and this is something that you talked about heavily from all angles. Mm-hmm. Pause if applicable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Matter of fact, we're gonna take a little quick break. We're gonna we're gonna come right back. I gotta answer this phone call from Ken. Ah, how you? Yo, man, Uptown Tone, it's Cliffy Baby 215, OGE's in the SNC in the air, man, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. But uh, <laughs> we back, man, we back. Uh, shout out to King K. King K called me every night before he go to bed, FaceTime, so my bad for that pause, man. Hope y'all enjoyed that music that was just playing, man, you Black know what I'm saying? Black fathers matter. You know what I'm saying? Black fathers definitely matter all day, every day, you know what I mean? Let's get it. Um, but yeah, we were talking about Alshon Jeffrey. That's that's the guy that I was talking about. He's the guy that's in the talks. He's the guy that's the center of attention mm-hmm. in the Eagles drama uh, off season version. Um, so uh, I know on the four four four, I don't know exactly what episode, but um, I got info. That's all good. I got some info. Yeah, I got some info. I, got I don't know what episode, but uh, Cliff was the first person that told me. That uh, the rumblings, the secret voice, the anonymous voice with Josina Anderson. The, yeah, it was Josina Anderson, the quote unquote anonymous anonymous source, uh, anonymous source uh, from Josina with with Josina Anderson. Uh, Cliff was the first person to tell me, and I'm uh, hoping that uh, the four 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 podcast. I'm going to go out there on the record and say the four 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 podcast is the first or one of the first Ooh. outlets, media outlets, sports media outlets to break. Ooh. The news that Alshon Jeffrey was the rat uh, is coming out. It's a little bit more clear in the wash. It's looking like it's pointing that way that he is uh, the center of attention. Also, not only to hearken on that, but the the one the the big up that I really want to give to you um, is the foresight of seeing 
the trade situation, the contract situation with him and Deshaun Jackson, oh, knowing the money, the money knowing right. what we uh, knowing what we paid them, mm-hmm. what the con- what what contractually things say, mm-hmm. and what we were probably going to try to what direction we were probably going to try to move into mm-hmm. or what we were going to try to ultimately do this offseason and that yeah. is in the beginning stages of starting to play out yeah. um so on Appreciate both on, yeah no 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 doubt no doubt no, no. that's why that's why i got you here you on my team man no doubt. cliffy baby's on my team baby you know what i'm saying <laughs> but um i just want you to uh just speak on both of those points the one two alshon jeffrey being that anonymous source mm-hmm. and two just how you see this situation playing out now that you see this, the Eagles are playing are, are 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 going to try to, however, I guess the uh, the 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 to, to take the less hit to get him out of here, whatever that is. So just speak to that because you've been you've been screaming this since like week nine. Yeah, gotta hear the hear the roll. Never was, <clears throat> and I I think on my first episode with you I talked I did I did a, a job for him. I'm at it like three seventy five inch TVs in a place like where um, what block is Van Gogh and uh the fucking hookah bars just on that block. He lives on that block. Right? I don't know, man. That's out my jurisdiction. All right, my bad. Well, I did, I did a job for Alshon. <laughs> no, he's a cool guy, but right. just for me, Alshon Jeffrey was always not a lame duck, but he just can never stay healthy. It, it's it's for me, it's it's like the Tobias Harris effect. Like, yo, you'll kill for two games in football and then go five games and not do shit. And for me, it's like I didn't like the signing, but the way we got him, the one year for $15 million, I said, well, fuck it. It's one year, and it just so happens that one year we won a fucking shit. Right. Yo, thank you for your services. But for some reason, Howie Roseman, and I've, I've voiced my disconcern with Howie Roseman about the way he handles things uh, drafting. Right. As far as fiscally, contracts, cook the books, do your thing. Right. As far as player personnel, stay the fuck out the room. <laughs> Just folk talk. You go over there, cook your books. But football niggas is here. You don't got to eye for talent because you took the no Pumphrey, you took J.J. Arthur Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf, everything else, whatever. <clears throat> All right, so the Alshon Jeffrey thing. It hurts every time. Last year's offseason, Howie decided, oh, so here's what happened. Um, he was due a certain amount of money right. early on in the year. And Howie being, again, to go back to what I just said, he cooked the books and said, heck, you're due like $12 million. Right. I want to push $7 million, $8 million to the back of your contract. Right. But I'm going to guarantee your last year here. So by doing that, it makes Alshon Jeffrey, I want to say 14.5 or $15 million fully guaranteed. Right. That's what the Eagles are on the hook for. If we cut him, I had a tangible, whatever episode that was, that's tangible. I want to say it's like $26, $29 million. So to cut him, we got to chalk up another $15 million. Right. Right? The issue is, is that his, he's been very – he's a. He, I'm trying to be. I'm trying not to curse. I'm trying to like say things uh, in a very respectful manner. Man, say how you feel, man. Well, nah, I know motherfuckers are going to hear this shit. <laughs> That's how confident I am with this faux 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 podcast. You nah, know I'm saying, you. I feel you. Niggas is going to hear this shit, and I'm, I'm not. It's not about no tough shit, nothing like that. But I'm, I want to look somebody in the face. And say, yeah, I said that. Right. Sorry, am I wrong? No, <laughs> because no. we're here. No. You're not. You're not. A, you're not an Eagles player anymore. I feel, you. I feel you. He's a malcontent. Mm-hmm. In the sense of. In his mind, he thinks that he's Jerry Rice. Right. He thinks he's a Randy Moss. Right. I'm a, I'm a top tier upper echelon wide receiver. Right. Bro, you you, <laughs> I can count on three fingers how many times you played 16 games. Right. Um, we are going to. So here's the thing with this new. Okay, I don't know if you know heard about this two tone for the listeners. 
Uh, the NFL is actually about to begin a new transition. I'm in the minority with this. I actually like one more game. So, so the average NFL season is 16 games. But what the NFL wants to do now is they want to actually do 17 games. I think 18. I actually like even numbers. Odd numbers are fucked up because you have to do certain things with bye weeks. Um, bye weeks, preseason games, all that shit counts in. I'd rather see 18 games. But by doing that, you should fully guarantee the NFL contracts or make give these niggas more bread. Don't don't leave it where the fuck it's at right now where people are slotted to make this amount of money, second round picks. No. Make these fucking old boys that run these fucking teams. Your man Yo said that shit best. It's the it's it's the most accurate thing to fucking slavery that there is. There's they're called owners. Like that word has always bothered me, but hearing your man say the whole thing with the field of sixty four you, I'm going to put you against, basically, I'm going to take my slaves and play your slaves. I, my slaves are better than yours, but I'm raking all the fucking money in. Once again, big shouts out to Y.O., man. Yo, of the all podcast. stars. All not the even, stars. Not even friend of the podcast. That's a, a brother, a cousin, relative that's kin to the podcast. Yeah, Shout out to the Late Bloomers podcast. Late Bloomers, uh, what up? They definitely heavy, heavy supporters of 444 Podcast as the 444 Podcast is heavy supporters of the Late Bloomers. So, no doubt. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um... So the Alshon Jeffrey thing is if that if we we are going to out once the CBA is signed and they figure out what to do to make 17 games work and to compensate the players best, I'll be really surprised if Alshon Jeffrey's on the roster come September. Here's the issue with Alshon Jeffrey and nobody's talking about. Alshon Jeffrey has a Liz Frank accident, a Liz Frank injury. What is that? It's a bone in the lower part of your ankle that's actually worse than like so when you uh, sprain your ankle. A high ankle sprain is worse than a low ankle sprain. Right. So when you look at your foot and your ankle, the Liz Frank is like a bone, like towards the middle or to the front. He broke a bone. So it's it, that's the worst injury you can have. Recovery time for him, from what I understand, is between 8 to 11 months. So, so that was from last year. He right. wasn't going to play. Now, with this new CBA, we just can't cut him and take the L because the CBA is in flux. Right. There also might be a strike. Right. The NFL might Hold out, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got to get into that, too. Listen, listen, you heard it. I'm, I'm being a little, I'm, I guess I'm being Joe right now. No. Do not be surprised if the NFL holds out because yeah. of this one-game addition. Right. You have to understand <clears throat> there's a hierarchy in the NFL. There was videos. Uh, Maurice Pouncey, Marquise Pouncey, he got he got some criticism because he went on, he went on Instagram Live and was like, man, f- fuck this new shit. All y'all young niggas, if y'all need some money, I got money. We yeah, got money. I'll pay. I'll pay rent. And that's real. And I'm like, oh fuck. That's that's a good. That's a good idea in theory. But if you get thirty young niggas that don't know how to manage their fucking money coming to you, it's a lot of fucking money. But it's not just. Over. But it's not just him. And that's that's essentially what. Ah. That's essentially mm-hmm. what Brian, Chris Paul, mm-hmm. the Mellows, mm-hmm. the Durants. That's I, I I without being said, and I'm not I'm not. This is once again this is this is Uptown Tone's no opinion. Point. This is my opinion. They took control. That's what they did when they went through that when they went through that 66 game season when they went through that NBA lockout. That's what those and that's why you see Brian and you see how they treat Brian. Clutch Sports, CAA. See Clutch Sports. That's <laughs> around, I think not around that time, but you know that's probably when they really got popping. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. That's what happens, and that's what happened in the NBA. Those players who held out the LeBron James, the Kevin Durant, the Chris Pauls, they don't, they don't, they per se don't really need to hold out. 
But the holdout ain't about them. It's just it's so that everybody eats. And in the NBA, in this era, in the NBA, you can say what you want to say about it. I'm I'm a big critic of it, of how the game is played, this pace and space, mm-hmm. blase blip, what have you. <laughs> it is a good time to be in the NBA because it is everybody's eating. Everybody's eating in the NBA right now. Like everybody's eating in the NBA right now. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, everybody. Yeah, how Tobias, how are you? Damn, everybody's eating. But not to get back on the NBA, I'm just saying, to no, say, just to say. a good correlation. There's a very good correlation because I think those NFL players are starting to take notice, man. And it's going to take them to tell those young players that, like, look, if you need to get through during this while we're going through this, I got you. Like you said, if it's just Pouncey doing it himself, that's one thing. But if people – if how many people in the NFL are on Pouncey's level and how many of them are starting to smarten up and see a lot of them talking mm-hmm. and talk about what the NBA players get mm-hmm. and how the NBA players this, how the NBA players that. And I just think that the recent events with these holdouts, <clears throat> Le'Veon, mm. with Zeke holding out and getting paid, getting that bag. Da- uh, <clears throat> Dak denying money, just the way that a lot of the black players, uh, Melvin Gordon holding out, um, just a lot of players just holding out, not going to training camps, just exercising their physical right at this point. But um, I think it's just a, it's going to be – I think I, – I hope I look for a new day in the NFL. Um, and, and, yeah, like – Yeah. TV, I'm hating I, like, right now, like, bro. like, 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 no, but no, like, no, like not, – Not from what you think. Go ahead, finish the point. I'm about to fuck you up. Nah, but I'm just saying. Just <laughs> I'm so hating right now. No, man. I'm just, God, I'm man. just saying. Like, um, it's just, it's just, it's just. I hope, I hope that they do hold out. I hope that it is a strike that comes, and I hope that they do try to at least push the agenda. The whole shit with cap. It's just a lot of shit going on. It's a lot of shit in recent years that have, fuckery, goof, goofy shit. Yeah, and on top of all of that, seeing in recent in the last decade, seeing the NBA collective bargaining agreement get broken down in that manner that it had to get breaking down in. I just think that I wouldn't be surprised if a strike comes and I hope I really hope that a strike comes and that they get some kind of change in this, with it. But go ahead, you can there, go ahead. So that's that's so uh very again, very great correlation in the sense of the NBA and NFL. All right. right? Uh and a lot of younger guys don't realize there's a holdout, things got broken down. All right. The players unified. So with Mark it's the it's the Pouncey brothers, more Marquise I don't know both them niggas. They both went to Florida. There's some crazy ass niggas from that Florida squad or yeah. whatever. Yeah. If you get some time, go on Netflix, watch the trials of Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Hernandez. I watched that shit in San Diego, high as gas, and was, whoa. Like, that shit was crazy. Right. Uh, you have the Pouncey Brothers. You have J.J. Watt. You have Russell Wilson. There's other players saying, don't sign this. If you need money, come holler at us. And if you think about those three guys, Russell Wilson, I think, is like the second or third highest paid NFL quarterback. Right. J.J. Uh, Watt. Got a pretty decent amount of money. The Pouncey brothers, they got some fucking bread. Right. Spurs wins Tim Duncan fits in for Popovich's coach. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's very crazy. Tim Duncan with the, with the shitty locks is coaching the Spurs. Oh, he about to get that team. Yeah, how about that? We watching, uh, I don't know who's playing second. right now, but it's a... Uh... It's uh, Kentucky or somebody else. Yeah, it's a little college basketball. But yeah. That just came through down the uh, ticker. Um, so the Alshon Jeffrey <laughs> thing, I think that we are going to... We are going to release him mm-hmm. the issue is is that we have to wait for the cba or right. strike because you can't release an injured player right if he was a healthy player he already got zapped gotcha but with, uh, with him there's a lot of uh underlying there's a lot of gray area in his contract because of the fully the guaranteed money buyouts percentages 
interest, shit like that. There's so much that goes into it. Alshon Jeffrey will not be on a roster in September. If he is, it's IR. He will not be like coming inside the Novi Care. He's, he's, he's done. He's done. He's done. He's done. He's done. Is what you're trying to It's unfortunate. It's un- how about this? It's unfortunate because I'm gonna I'm gonna show my child who I don't have, by the way. So single ladies, if you're listening, give a <laughs> you, always, life. you always you always do I'm plugging women, women, nigga, bitches do your love thing, football. Man. It's, the, it's, the Cl- it's the Cliffy loves. It's the Cliffy love portion of hey, the show, Cliff, man. Cliff Love connection right now. Ladies, <laughs> check me out. Five foot ten, I weigh like two fifty. I still throw up like three hundred pounds, like twice. I can still throw up three fifteen, like two or three times. This boy, and I'm not man. even in shape. Um, but. Go ahead. If, if, if. Me cook. I'm letting you cook, man. I'm letting you cook, man. I'm letting you cook. I find it very hard to believe he'll be on a roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, with that move, with that being said, mm-hmm. <clears throat> looking at the Eagles roster, you have to think about our wide receiving core. Right. So, right now, receivers that are under contract, mm-hmm. not tight ends, mm-hmm. not uh, H-backs. Mm-hmm. Sean Jackson. Got you. J.J. Arthur, Whiteside. Mm-hmm. Greg Ward. Mm-hmm. There's one more guy to play in the playoff game. Perkins. Not the tight end. His name's like Perkins, something like that. He's no one heard of this kid until like week 15. Now, when we say under contract, do you know years and money? I'll say the I'll say the one who has the most. The person who has the most on his contract, JJ, I think a white side, second round pick. It's a four-year deal. Mm-hmm. So, he'll be here for three more years. Right. Other guys, I think, are like practice squad guys. So, they'll take. They'll take any type of. I don't say they'll take any type of money, right? But the Eagles just say, "Yeah." And and everybody and everybody else. This is this is they got the this is the last year of it. Aguilar, yo, Aguilar's a free agent. He ain't coming back. Right. Alshon's going. Right. Uh, so think. About I mean, Desha- like out of Deshaun, you said Deshaun is still under contract. One more. He year. got one more year. And he gave him a two-year, right. like eighteen, twenty million dollar deal. Which got you. I love you. I appreciate you, bro. And I, I hate the fact that Chip Kelly did you so wrong. And right. with how the fuck Jeff Lurie let that rock out. But I'm not giving you $18 million. Yeah. I'm just not doing it. Because you don't stay healthy. Right. Best ability is availability. Absolutely. Six is up 20. Uh, Lakers 14. Tobias Harris has eight points. First quarter 429. This is the Fofo Fo podcast. We watching, mm-hmm. we watching Kentucky and Tennessee. Yeah, 2014. Kentucky. I thought he said the Sixers was up 20. They up no, 2014. 2014. Lakers, gotcha. I said Sixers 20. Lakers 14. Oh, okay, bad, cool. My bad, my bad. Bad. And Tobias, the 180 man, has eight. All right. And there's 12. How many, how many minutes in the quarter? 12? Yeah. So he got eight points in. Man, he better do more. I don't give a fuck about the eight points. Nigga, Go ahead. I need a 30-piece nugget. As long, I, need, I feel you. Tobias should average 20. Every game from here on out. From every game from here on and out. 20 is the minimum that's acceptable from me. Um, I like this young boy right here, uh, number three. I got, I got to remember his name. Uh, Maxi, I think it is. What's his height? I don't six, know. He looks tall. He looks. Yeah, he's like, he like, he's about six seven. You think Plus, so? Yeah, he's about six five, six five to six seven. His arms, arms height. I like him. Though. Okay, I like how he took the ball. Come on, baby, get get me up. Even when he played hard, good things happened though. He was he wanted the passes yeah. there, and that's where the yeah, ball yeah. went anyway. I was gonna say that, like, yo, at least the kid, <laughs> he can he can get to the rim. Yeah, I'm but any, with that. But anyway, um, yeah, Eagles talk. You have any more? Because I don't have any. You, uh, I haven't I been paying attention. I have a few. So, so here. Go ahead. I want, get, I want you to get all. Your, I want you to get all your Eagles shit off. All right, I appreciate you too, Tony. Yeah, so first sure. of all, yo, it's the Fofo Fo podcast. Let them know, yo, baby. Please listen. Click, like, subscribe. Do what you got to do. Fuck with it, my man. Uptown Tone. Yes, sir. Instagram. Fuck with you it. You already know, man. Fuck with the Fofo Fo podcast on IG, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Um, so, as far as the Eagles, uh, if I were the GM. All right, so how about this? Let's say this. Mm-hmm. The talk right now in Philadelphia is there's a cornerback 
and our most our, our most dire fucking need is cornerback. I mean, cornerback. There's a guy named Byron Jones. Byron Jones, I don't know where he went to college, unfortunately. He's a cowboy, so I don't give a fuck. Um, he played for the Cowboys for three years. Supposedly, he is the best cornerback on the market. Now, this kid, from what I know and what I've seen, he can play slot, inside, outside. He can also transit into safety. Mm-hmm. Or you can figure out a way to put him in a box. Right. The box is the defensive line and linebackers right. in, that, in that area. The issue is, is that his agent came out and said that he wants $17 million a year. The reason why, uh, where I am, I don't want to sign Amari Cooper. I would love if I can get Amari Cooper for the same way I got fucking Alshon Jeffrey for the one year at like $15 million, take it. I'm cool with that. I can't give people any, I can't give position players and, and skilled players anything over $12 million. I'm, I'm saying this right now, and I said this to you on the podcast, our first podcast. The reason why is because you have to be fiscally responsible because Carson Wentz's contract, not this year, your man just got busy. That was a nice little take. <laughs> nice take. No, real shit. That was a nice take. So Reese Maxey. Yeah, okay. 21, 8% If it's a replay, watch that shit. It was a good take. All right. With the fucking left, came back and put finished that shit. <clears throat> the issue is, is that Carson Wentz contract, not this year again, it's still manageable. Next year, mm-hmm. it jumps to 30 plus million dollars, his right. cap hit. So what that means is, is that once his cap hit is absorbed, you can't sign players. It's, it's the Joe Flacco theory. When you sign a guy to a big contract, they account for so much of your salary cap. So you can't sign impactful players because 32 or 35% of your, your, your fucking salary cap is on one position. And unfortunately, quarterback is the most important position in the NFL. Right. Uh, so a Byron Jones, for me, unless he's willing to take a pay cut or we can figure something out like between 10 and $12 million, right. about three years, I'm not fucking with him. Um for me, I'm going to stick with defense as far as uh, salary cap, as far as free agency. I'm going middle. I would actually sign. Give me a couple seconds here because I got guys lined up. Okay, do your um, thing, man. So for me, middle linebacker, there's a guy named Corey Littleton. Corey Littleton played for the fucking uh, Rams. I want to say the Rams. Yep. He's six three, two twenty eight. Mm-hmm. He averaged about ninety five tackles a year. Right. So for me, I can't. So how about this? We cut. So we did cut my man. Uh, uh, Mr. Bradshaw, right? Uh, Nigel, Nigel Bradham, excuse me, right? Nigel so Bradham. right now on the roster, all we have are two linebackers. We have Duke Riley and Nathan Gary. That's it. Those guys aren't starting linebackers. My man, Corey Littleton. That that's what you need. You're averaging over 80, 80 tackles on a winning team. That's pretty good. I'm gonna I'm gonna not throw no money at him like crazy money. But for me, my first acquisition will be Corey Littleton. I would also look at Haha Clinton Dix. I hate the fact that I'm in a I'm in a uh, negotiating issue with Malcolm Jenkins because he made it public. He said, "Yo, I'm only making seven million. I'm not coming back on this contract." Unfortunately, brother, you're still on the contract, so they still have your rights. Shout out to you, man. Why, yo, with the fact that someone has your, the rights to you, right? And I can't go do what the fuck I want to do, right? Right. If Malcolm Jenkins doesn't, for me, with Malcolm Jenkins, I can't give Malcolm Jenkins anything more than a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. He's 30 years old. And if you play football, it's just not It's just not the best. It's not conducive to your system or to your fucking franchise to pay people over 30, which is what Howie Roseman did with a lot of people. Everybody's old. We're old. Malcolm Jenkins, take this, I will offer you a two-year deal 
I'll front load. It will be an extension. It will be a two-year extension if, it, if I'm the GM. He has one year left, then the other two are bonuses. I would do something to guarantee that second contract, not you. Guarantee this, make the money. I'll backload this part where there's a team option where I can cut you and it doesn't hurt me. But I'll pay you for these two years and figure it out. If I'm the Eagles, Ronnie McLeod, yo, take this one-year deal. Let's do some Ronald Darby shit where I gave Darby a one-year contract, play with yourself, or I'm sorry, uh, gamble on yourself and see if it works. I'm doing the same thing with McLeod. Right. I'm going to sign Ha Ha Clinton Dix. <laughs> we should have got him. <laughs> I'm going to sign Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Pause. I'm signing him. He only made $3 million last year mm-hmm. as a starting safety. I will give him 5 to $7 million. The same thing I'm paying Mouth. That that tightens everything up. I'm going Middleton, and there's another cornerback. Uh, for you Byron Jones, people are like, oh, he's the shit. He's in the third. Byron Jones only has two interceptions in his last in four years in the NFL. And I don't care what you tell me. Like, if you're that guy, I need four picks every year. And I don't want nobody from the Cowboys. Like, you, like you're starting to convince me on that. Uh, on, on, yeah, I just don't. I don't. I don't want to deal with the apps. Yeah, see, I'm see, cool on dealing with the apps. Yeah, can't you can't do it. It's just it's just it's just bad business. All yeah, around. I don't want to deal with the apps. It's just bad business. Cornerback. There's a guy named James Bradbury. James Bradbury plays for the Saints. Mm-hmm. He's, he guards Michael Thompson in practice. Uh, practice. That's the NFC South. So you have the Carolina Panthers. You have the Bucks. You have the Falcons. And the Panthers. Think about those guys that play there. You have uh, Mike. You have Mike Evans. You have Michael Thomas. You have uh, Julio Jones, who is 1A or 1AA as far as wideouts in the NFL. That guy went against them. Uh, I want to say interception. Not only that, but who are like the quarterbacks there? You got Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, Cam, Drew Brees. They're good quarterbacks, bro. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so exactly. My bad. No doubt. This Thank is the, Yeah, this is, um, this is the no things doubt. that uh, GM, I hope, is looking at and not just names on a piece of paper. But that's a good point you just brought up. Look at Byron Jones. His, the quarterbacks he's played the last two Fucking years. Fucking Cliffy is doing his homework. I hope I hope the, the GM is doing his homework. Like, like right. I told you. Hey, hey Howie. You, you, you smell it, right? <laughs> room, go cook the books. We'll text you. Don't even come in this room, bro. We'll text right. you the guys. You figure it out. Right. Uh, for me, the fact that you just brought that up, I was going to make that was one of my home run. Like, yo, that's it. Right. The reason why I'm looking for certain guys is because these these players have played against a certain caliber quarterback. Right. That can dictate an offense, dictate a defense. Right. I can do things. Also, have weapons. Right. I don't want to just go all in with some guy from the Cowboys. One, he's a fucking cowboy. Yeah, come on, man. And two, the best quarterback you played against. No offense, I love Carson Wentz, but like. Yeah, let's go out the. Con- yeah. I want I want some out the conference guys. I want some Daniel period. Jones. Like period. I want some out the conference guys. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, come like, on. Like think man. about that. He didn't go against a guy cerebral that I I can I can go through progressions. I can dictate to you to jump this route. Right. But I'll come back this way. But on this next play, when I run it back, I'm gonna go with you because right. you jumped it. Right. Um, <clears throat> I want the Eagles to actually do defensive shit through free agency. Uh, as far as the draft, there's two names. Uh, and people are laughing at me. I don't give a fuck. Uh, my man John Marks, actually, I agree too. The, I don't, I don't call. I DM. I actually get on Instagram and I call these niggas. I right. always ask, like, "Hey, you free to talk?" They always say, "Yeah, let's talk." I've had conversations with I agree. I've had conversations with John Marks. Right. And the number one name, shout out to Brent too. Brent put me on this player. It's a kid from Purdue. His name is Lavishka Chanel. Six two, about two twenty. Game time. The kid's a player. Pump return, kick return, take slants, does everything. You want the game. You're watching your man and the <laughs> defense. I'm, I'm peeping you. Um, it's LaVisca Chenault. 
And then there's my other kid from, where the fuck is this kid from? The kid is from, oh, his name's Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State. Ayuk. A-A-I-Y-U-K. He's six foot two as well. He ran a 4'4". Four, four. LaVisca Chenault ran a 4-3. The problem with Chenault is Chenault got hurt with a fucking, he had a sports training. He right. Hey, <laughs> He's like, nigga, what? We just learned that shit. Um for me, I think that in the draft we should go wide receiver, work on the offensive line. Yo, there's rumblings about the Eagles re signing Jason Peters. I don't want to hear those rumblings. I, there's rumblings where he might come back for like four million. They better quiet those fucking rumblings. I, I hope so. Yo, the reason why I'm hating is because your shit sound crispy and you're not even up on the mic. It's because yeah. I'm lower than the mic and not higher than the mic. Okay. So, I feel I, like, so, so I should do that like you. Mm, okay. See, nigga. <laughs> for the record, I just realized that myself at like halfway through this joint because I was like, damn. Because yeah. it's different from being like no you doubt. up here, you got to keep doing but, that. But the couch make you be. So even if I'm away from it, it's still projecting. You crispy. You crispy though. You yeah. Hey, listen, it's, it's, listen, man, it's up to the tone on the 444. I got to give him that, that, that you know what I'm saying? My nigga, no doubt. That quiet storm voice. I'm about to say, nigga, you ain't no damn, what the fuck's boy name? I forgot his name. <laughs> 105.3 for quiet you young niggas. Storm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, we fooling, man. It's, with, all, it's a good it's a good day, man. It's a good episode. With the birds, uh, I want to actually go all defense on. I want to go defense through free agency. I gave you two or three names. Um... I will lean more towards Bradbury and the linebacker versus giving seventeen million to one guy right. who hasn't played against receivers. He hasn't played against good quarterbacks. Right. Um, the draft, I'm going wide receiver. I'm trading up too. If Howie, if you hear this shit, whoever the fuck is inside the war room, we have ten picks. I'm not saying give everything away, but get back in the top fifteen and take the best fucking receiver. Right. I don't want the kid Julian Jefferson from LSU because we're sliding to take him. <clears throat> For me, if you look at all the top, all the top receivers mm-hmm. in the NFL, they all played in the SEC. There's something about the SEC that produces just exceptional football players. Give me some names. The, uh, so OBJ, mm-hmm. he played at LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julio Jones, he played at uh, shit Alabama. Alabama. What's my man's name from Houston? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He went to Clemson. Right. That's SEC. So right there. So through AJ Green, Georgia. Gotcha. SEC. So there's something about SEC receivers. Just get, just draft them, figure it out. Pac-12, Pac-10 guys, and how about this? The crazy part, my man Brian Brandon Ayuki plays for Arizona State. It's the Pac-12. It's just something about him. I don't care for me. For me, with football, and I watch the combine. The combine's getting ass too. There was used to be like an allure to it where I, I would just sit down, I would tap in, like all right. Hump, I mean, the the combine has always been questionable when it comes down to actually. Getting out there 11 on 11 and playing the game. Well, before we had all this access and the draft was so, or the combine was so big, right. I would always look to see guys run in the fours. Mm-hmm. And yo, there's some linebacker that ran, yo, niggas 6'3, like 250. Right. He ran a 4'3. There's a meme which said, yo, because uh, Tony Stark's not his Iron Man, he's the next fucking, he's the next fucking uh, Avenger. Right. That nigga ran a 4'3. Understand how big, pause. Understand the specimen of human being this black man is. Right. You're six three. You weigh over two hundred thirty pounds. You're on a four three. That means so, if I'm coming downhill, and I have, I get a straight shot towards you, I can close fashion. You can fucking break out, and that's what the forty is all about. The forty, the forty is about explosion, and 
time. Uh, what, uh, there's a there's a term for it, but time to get to the hole because in NFL, a lot of things the holes are never there. If you're a running back, plays are designed for you to have patience and to just trust the blocking. Right. So there's there's plays where guys, there's no hole. They take their time and they they roll with the block. So mm-hmm. when they step into the hole, it might be a hole. Shit, the hole might be about the size that big, but you'll see them. They get small. The terms get small, which is where you square your shoulders up and you make sure your head's up, your hip, or your your center. So when you come through the hole, your shoulders are square, your head's up. Because usually when you come outside of that hole, I can either take a step in and dictate to the safety, because the sidelines are an extra defender. Normally with that step, I can see a number. That's right. 20. That's a safety. Right. Break to the sideline. Switch the ball, and I'm out. That's why you see so many home runs. Those guys, if you go back and look someplace for good runners, those holes aren't there. They just trust the blocking. And they get there. I take a step, pivot step, boom, and I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Eagles, for running back, uh, I would actually like to see them bring back Jordan Howard or sign. What's my man's name? He was with the Chiefs. We cut him. He played for the Texans. Ah, not Lamar Miller. Ah, uh, fuck. Not Lamar Miller. Uh, he wa- he went to the Chiefs. The Chiefs had him, and the Chiefs did absolutely nothing with him this year, which is, like, crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I got you. Hold on. I don't know who you're talking about, bro. I got you. I but, got yeah, you. I, I, I don't – I'm I've been dialed Carlos up. Hyde. Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. Oh, yeah, yeah, Carlos Hyde. He was, the, he was with the Chiefs. I mean, he was the Texans, the uh, Chiefs, and then back to the Browns. Yeah, I've been I've been dialed off from the Eagles. I can only do one Philadelphia team at a time, and that's why my Sixers talk was so quiet when the Eagles were active. Go and, back and, and now and now stars. and that's why my Sixers that's that's why my Sixers talk is so active now is because the Eagles because the Eagles aren't so. Um, but if you if you want to listen to yo, this again, for for the listeners, the best episode of my opinion that I've listened to. This episode called All the Stars. If you really want to get more insight, you want to understand like coaching, you want to understand what the philosophy is, you want to understand what like certain disciplines and how things work as far as business, uh, ROIs, which is return on investment, things of that nature, listen to that episode. I'm not saying that shit to cap. I'm not saying it should be funny. I listened to the episode and I, I listened to it three times again. I'm being redundant. Yeah, a lot but of people. Yeah, a lot, but no, a lot of the viewers, a lot of listeners, um, hit us and said the same so i don't know what it was we did a lot of times i'm just talking like i always do because i just i live this shit i breathe this shit i love basketball so much yo you were giving you so can't much tell shit that. like yo i feel like for me because we don't do as much basketball and that's mm-hmm. like yo i get it but like you get it yeah and that episode you was just like really on your shit i'm mm. like damn oh shit okay song yeah okay yeah yeah that, that's yeah that sound like somebody's good shit yep <laughs> Wait, what? Damn, I didn't think about that. And then when you said it, where there's kids, there's there's plenty of plenty of motherfuckers that should have the opportunity to do it because. And your man Wyo said it best too. Brett Brown, this whole the correlation with Larry Brown, he has this fucking Frankfurt fucking vibe, the Frankfurt Northern Liberties fucking bar vibe, where people the way he talks, that's that Boston shit. I hate back to fucking Boston. I. I Yo, sidebar. Boston, <laughs> Boston was one of the most segregated places I've ever been in my fucking life. All right. Yo, they call yo, yeah, for y'all that don't know this shit, they no, call Boston, black folk yeah. Mondays. Mondays? They call black people Mondays. Crazy. Because who likes a Monday? Yeah. Right. Damn. Yo, like real shit. I don't get I don't care what anybody says. And how about this? Remember when Jalor before had that issue 
Then when TMZ went viral, right. where he's like, I got money. I got money. Yo, and I felt so bad because I'm like, kid, stop saying you got money. Like, you're black. You're arguing with, with someone else, clearly not from the culture. Right. He was in Boston. Boston <laughs> Boston is very segregated. I've heard Boston's actually getting gentrified like, like we were talking earlier too, Tone. It's around the world now. Right. So black folks stay in Boston. Black folk used to stay in uh, Roxbury, Dorchester, or Quincy. Uh, I know I know that because I, I spent about two years in Boston or traveling to Boston. Um, so I saw that shit. Matter of fact, put it like this. There's a there's a hood classic called Blue Hill Ave. Mm. That's in Boston. It's in Roxbury. Blue Hill Avenue is in fucking Roxbury. I hate that movie. It's a hood classic. Say what you want. Hit it that, is. That money. It is. I'm not denying that. I'm just I'm I'm not going to deny whether it's a hood fuck. classic or not. I'm, I just want to deny its, it's no, quality. No doubt. Thank well, you. <laughs> I'm welcome. not going to take I'm not going to take the classic away from the hood. I'm not I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do what everybody thinks I'm, I'm going to do. do. <laughs> <all> crazy. <laughs> I didn't nah, know that nah, until nah. I went to Boston. Nah, I feel she you. lived like a block away. I'm like, oh shit, this is. And she's like, what's this? I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, no, I got a homie from Boston, and she always tell me that that is uh, like, that is that is that is like the most racist place in the world. They call black you know people Monday, so I guess that's yeah. where my like my loathing of Boston comes from. Right, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I told him that's all I got for football. Um, uh, there's, there's a lot of moves. We had one twenty-seven. I want. We can wrap this at an hour and a half. But we'll end it with. Uh... Yeah, you already know, man. Uh, the fight just went down. The heavyweight championship of the world. We had Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder two. Uh, the first one ended in a knock in a uh, tie. Draw. Uh, Deont- uh, uh, Deontay Wilder um, knocked out Tyson Fury twice. But as far as boxing goes, uh, Tyson Fury just. Out, really outclassing boxing wise in the first fight, so they met for the second time, and it was really just a landslide. And Tyson Fury just took it to Deontay Wilder. Uh, he hit him, and I don't know what round it was, but um, he was uh, the third. Third. That's when it started. Yeah, he hit him in the third, and uh, Deontay Wilder uh, started bleeding from the air, which is really uh, a sign of um, of a busted eardrum. Uh, which affects what, though, Tom? Your equilibrium and your balance. Uh, yeah, your mo- your, basically, your motor skills. Yeah. Your motor skills are basically shot. Your motor skills are uh, delayed. Yep. They are just completely off, and that is the absolute worst thing that can happen in a one-on-one boxing match. For y'all um, idiots out there trying to jaw people and yeah. punch people like in their face, no, aim right behind the ear. Yeah. Aim behind the ear, the top part of the ear, but just step into it. Aim in, see what happens. Yeah, so. <laughs> I don't condone that type of violence for anybody, kids, adults, don't do <laughs> No, but um, Ease was up here earlier. Uh, he just faded off somewhere, but he was saying that uh, him and Y and check him out on a late bloomers podcast. Like I keep saying, that's yes, our sir, that's our out. kin, that's our cousin, that's our brother. However yes, you want to slice it, that's our uh, my man. That's our family. He just walked in <laughs> as we started talking about him. Yo, but he but he, he bopped in right, like, whoa, 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 right. What's going on? What's up? What's up? But yeah, uh, he had alluded to earlier that him him and uh, Y O. I don't know if it was him and Y O collectively or if it was just on the late bloomers podcast that they predicted that Tyson Fury would win the fight. Yep. Uh, with Deontay Wilder, um, I was also having a conversation with somebody days prior to, where I was actually saying I'm not outright picking Tyson Fury, but I don't think it's going to be just a, a knockout like a lot of people are thinking with Deontay Wilder. I think it's going to be um, 
uh, a little bit closer than that, and as I because and and my, and my reasoning was that uh, one in the first in the first fight, I knew one thing was that Deontay Wild uh, that Tyson Fury could take a Deontay Wilder punch. He could take the knockout punch because he put him on the canvas twice, and he came up from that. And number two, not only that. He came up from that, and he boxed his head off. Like I said, he outclassed him in that first fight. Uh, even with the two knockdowns, even with hitting the canvas twice, Tyson Fury still outboxed Deontay uh, Wilder outright in that first fight. So uh, I didn't outright, I didn't, I didn't pick decisively Tyson Fury in this fight. But am I surprised? Not at all. I'm not surprised at all by the results that happened. That's me personally. No doubt. Um, and that's just my take on the fight. Uh, I think that. Uh, <clears throat> Just to close, I just think that Deontay Wilder is just not, is not much of a boxer. I think he's a big puncher. He's on record as saying that you have to fight me, damn near perfect for a fight, which is true. And he said, and I gotta, I have to be perfect for one punch. He's on record as saying that. Yep. Um, and I think that if you look, if you go back and look at the tape, I think that even of both fights, I will, I will say of both fights, you will see that. Tyson Fury is damn near perfect in, in, in fighting this bull. Like, he, he jabbing. He's unlike heavyweights fight. Heavyweights are known for leaning on each other, looking for the big punch. That's what Fury did. Yeah. Remember that. He uh, did that in the fight, too. Right. But in this fight, he realized what he had to do to his opponent, and he boxed. And then when I, when I when he touched him, <clears throat> you would see him just, like, hit him with the Bernard Hopkins. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm muddy this shit up. The Philly show. Yeah. But I'm a grab. I'm six foot nine. Yeah. I'm a lean on you yeah. after I fucked your eardrum up. Right. I'm not trying to my bit. Yeah. You said it best, Tom. Right. A good puncher. This is the beautiful thing. So here's the thing about like combat sports, UFC, boxing. You can knock tons of motherfuckers out. Right. There's always somebody younger and more skilled than you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying fewer or fewer. I think he's older than him, but he was just more skilled. The better boxer will always beat the better puncher. Right. Period. And the play now is, is that there's a contract clause where there should be a third fight. The play is going to be Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua. Right. That's where the money's going to go. Yep. And they're going to find a way where Wilder gets the winner of that fight. Wilder's going to fight Ruiz. Ruiz fucked up. Now, listen, I, I was following him before he beat Joshua. Now... Every video on his IG, he's working out. He's doing cardio, and it's like, fam, you lost. You, you literally lost every fucking chance to see what a belt's about. Right. You're going to be like a throwing guy. Right. You're going to be a stepping stone now, which is the issue. But the play, which is the issue. (laughs) You had yo, you beat Anthony Joshua. Go work the fuck out. You got hands. Yeah, he's just. (laughs) You got fatty shit. Twenty twenty butterbean. Right. Right. With (laughs) Jesus. That's what I was calling. Damn, right. Uh, uh, Tone, yo, first and foremost, we got the Bon Appetit <laughs> motherfucking estates. This shit is yeah, very, Yeah, I like very that. Cool, the Bon Appetit estates. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't even know what the fuck that is. But in particular, we in the Bon Appetit studios tonight. Okay, my bad. The but state, no. Again, we're, we're but we on the We're on the estates. We're on the sure. states. Yeah, I like right that. right here, this is the studio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm letting you cook, baby. You no, do your no thing, doubt. man. I like that. this <laughs> I appreciate you, man. No, for sure. For sure. Appreciate you. Yo, you already know it's the 444 podcast. Uptown uh-huh. Tone. Lick. Uh, lick. Pause. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm. Clearly. Yeah. Uh, this, clear, uh, that Jim Beam. Double, that, double oak. Jim Beam double oak. <laughs> Shout out to the Jim Beam double oak. <laughs> Cut a check. What's L- up? I tried to say listen and like at the same time, and that's what I got. But listen, like, follow, subscribe, 
You already know it's the Uptown Tone 444 podcast. Yo, man, Cliffy, Cliffy baby. 215. It's your cousin Cliff talking shit. Check me out on IJ. Yo, like my pictures. Please subscribe. I have something coming out. Tone ease have been very, very fucking, uh, very fucking welcoming. Yeah. Very comforting about like yeah. what I'd like to do Tell and what's going on. Tell I have em. a podcast coming out called Cartoons and Cereal. Let on IG page. Shut yeah. up already. But with the guidance and the patience of my guys, no, it's shit's coming. Figure it out. 2020 Cartoons and Cereal is coming. That's stamp right here on episode 18 of the 444 podcast. You already you. know what it is, man. We podcast pioneers. We doing what we do. No doubt. Shout out OG Easy. Still ease. in the area. You know what I mean? But we out of here, man. We're going to see y'all next time. Ah, uh, Tom, thank you, brother. No doubt.